Welcome to the Monday Morning Pastor Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by a partnership between Missio Alliance and Kairos Partnerships. What's up, JR? Good morning, Doug. Always great to be with you this morning. Yeah, buddy. Summer is like uh, more than halfway done. You know, we're we're July is finished. This is we're at the last week of July now. That's crazy, crazy to think. Uh, it, it time is certainly in the midst of this pandemic. Like it, it's it, it's just a time warp kind of feel. But I mean, already mm-hmm. it just feels like. Are you kidding me? We're almost done with well two thirds of the summer, leading leaning into August. So yeah. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. So it is yeah. hard to believe. Last, tell us what we do. What is our normal tradition when it comes to the Monday Morning Pastor Podcast and August? Yeah, we we normally take August off because first of all, it gives us some great opportunities to 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 get a bunch of interviews done during that month because we know September is pretty busy for for us uh, and for most other pastors as things kind of jump in. And we also use it as a month to rest, um, to not be up against the wall, uh, trying to get these things pumped out on a weekly basis. And so we will be taking off the entire month of August and we'll be back in September. We want to encourage you all to, to, to think about August as a little bit of a different, a month with some different rhythms where you can really rest and and have an opportunity to recharge, especially with all that's going on. And we know that quite a few pastors in different states, uh, the, the COVID stuff is ramping up again. And so more restrictions are being placed on. And we just recognize that this is probably going to be a month where it's going to be good to rest and recharge uh, because we are also anticipating the fall being a, a very different fall. We may not be ramping up programmatically, but we will be ramping up pastorally to help people work through just some some difficult emotions and difficult times in the months to come. And so we're, yeah, first of all, we're super grateful for just this community that keeps growing. I mean, my goodness, we're, we're looking at uh, the way we just continue to see numbers growing and we're really grateful for that. We, we, we recognize that this is one of the things that both JR and I are passionate about and we're grateful that it's meeting people where they are. Um, we'd love to ask you a huge favor. If you could leave us a review, um, that, that would just be so helpful for us. And um, it, it also just gives us some great opportunities just to hear good feedback. And and also our emails are always at the bottom of our show notes. And we'd love to hear more from you and just to have opportunities just to interact with uh, our listeners. And even just ideas, if you all are like, man, it'd be great to hear a show on blah, or it'd be great to hear something or man, this, you know, it'd be good to have an opportunity to hear from this particular leader. Uh, we would love to have some feedback. And so, yeah, Jerry, why don't you tell us a little bit about what what we're looking to cover uh, in our last episode of July, and just as we get ready to take a month off. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting, Doug. The last last end of July uh, that we did last year was more like you know use the use August to plan, and we're looking forward to the fall, and and this is a very different tone uh, this August, uh, this July August than it was last July August, and so. We want, you know, there is some planning that needs to take place, but we really feel like that just the importance of rest is so crucial for us. We have been going hard, and by we, all of us who are listening to this, have been going hard uh, for the last several months, and that can be quite exhausting and can take a toll on our relationships, can take a toll on us physically, mm. can take a toll on our emotional, mental, and spiritual states. And so, this is really crucial. I, I'm, I'm not one, as you know, this Doug. I'm not one to find Satan under every rock. But uh, I really believe that if I were the evil one and I wanted to really um, 
damage the church in North America, I'd go after pastors. And right now, in the coaching that that I've been doing and that you've been doing, one of the main patterns that I'm seeing among, I mean, it's almost the same conversation every coaching time. They're exhausted. They're worn out. Some are burned out. Some are what I would call pre-burnout or on their way, what I would call being crispy around the edges. They're they're mm. not quite burned, but they're getting close. And so a lot of us is soul care and what are rhythms and how do I make decisions when I don't have all the information and what metric of decision making should I have? And so um, a lot of the coaching times have been soul care times. They've been mm. spiritual direction times of just making sure we're abiding, that we're connecting, staying rooted uh, to the vine, John 15, one through eight. And so that's really crucial. And so we also want to want to say to you, if you are feeling stuck, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're saying, man, I'm one of those pastors you just described, yeah. um, that's why we are available. That's why Kairos Partnerships exists, is that we are here to want to help and to partner with, uh, with pastors and kingdom leaders, even if you're not a pastor pastor, but you want to serve Jesus and what you're doing. Uh, we help a wide variety of people. And so if we can help you, you know, we'll make sure our contact information is in the show notes, but maybe you say, you know, this is what I need in this season. Well, let's talk. We'd love that opportunity to build into you, mm -hmm. to walk alongside of you. The last thing we want is for you to feel alone, ill-equipped, um, not encouraged and not having a support system around you. And if we mm. can help you do that, that's, again, that's not what we do. That's who we are mm. uh, at Kairos. And so we want to invite you into that. But in this episode, Doug, we we wanted to just spend a couple minutes um, talking about grief and hope and, and rest and where mm -hmm. do all of those go together. And this is really fresh because just, uh, just a few weeks ago, you and I learned of a good friend of ours who passed away, Mike Hollenbach, uh, who was pastoring um, a church within the Ecclesia Network for the last several years up in uh, the Lehigh Valley in Easton, Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, Mike was just an amazing guy with a huge heart, was an amazing pastor. And uh, so I know you and I miss him dearly, but in this season of so much loss already, we also are experiencing just this fresh loss of our friend, Mike. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's been, it's been almost, um, it's been sobering just to think about the last, yeah. I mean, we got word a, a few weeks ago that, that he took a, in fact, we were planning on trying to get him on yeah. uh, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, to be on the podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. To, be, to, to talk about just what does it look like to pastor with, a, with, with an illness and he, he had cancer and, and, um, you know, I, I reached out to him one week and he got back to me and said, things aren't going very well. And then we learned just a few days later that, that he took a, a turn for the worse and he passed away. Um, pretty shortly after that. And so, yeah, I mean, our, our heart's heavy because he's our brother. Uh, mm -hmm. And whenever, whenever a pastor, um, uh, you know, goes to be with Jesus, it's just, it's hard because it, it, it reminds us of, you know, the, the, the frailty of life. Uh, and it also just, we, we recognize the difficulty for his family, his wife and his, and his kids. But it's also this sense uh, where we just find ourselves grieving um, and it's okay to grieve. And pastors, I think, we've been hit with so many different things and things continue to change. Sometimes it's even difficult to find space and time to grieve and to sit yeah. with the Lord and to lament um, and to think through just the times. And I, I mean, for me, I had a ton of Mike Hollenbach uh, moments come into my brain. Uh, and one of the first times I met him, he was talking about the unholy Trinity, the father, son, and self-reliance. Mm. And even the word that is for us today, um, when, when we feel like 
like we have to come up with all the answers uh, all the time. And, and we feel like in this season, we, you know, we have to be these really strong, great leaders. When in reality, we have to be these really strong, great followers of Jesus, who is our leader. Mm. Um, and so I'm just really grateful for uh, that and just incredible times at conferences and things like that, where I had an opportunity to to just sit with Mike and uh, and I'm going to miss them. I'm going to miss uh, the times that we had to sit and catch up and we went golfing a few times together. We've had some just some good moments, but I, I miss a partner and friend in ministry. What what are you grieving in this, Jr. Mike uh, had such a big heart and he understood the gospel that I saw Mike in every conversation. Mike would tear up over mm. one of two issues. I mean, every time. I don't think there was ever a conversation where Mike didn't get choked up or tear up or have his mm. voice crack, either being aware of his own sin and his own brokenness before God, and oftentimes, which led to the second, of just how much he's loved by God. Mm. And he just understood his own sin and brokenness, and he understood grace, and he understood um, that Jesus loved him no matter what. And he didn't just preach it. He lived it. It mm -hmm. was in his bones and in his bloodstream. And I just always appreciated uh, how sensitive Mike was, that you just can't muster that. You can't fake that, that that just came from the inside out in who he was. And he just loved people. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he, can, he could love people who were so difficult. We talk about EGRs, extra grace required, in an episode long ago. He, he, would, he would attract EGRs. And he would just love people who needed extra amounts of grace and he would remain patient with them. He would love them to the end. And when others would give up on them or try to ignore them, he would just continue to love them like crazy. So Mike continues to inspire. I think within the Ecclesia Network, our, our church network that we're a part of, Mike is the only person, we, we give out two awards as a network every year. And there are two most important awards. They're not the biggest church award or the fastest growing <laughs> church award. They're the Perseverance Award of persevering through amazing adversity and also the Servants Award. Who has served above and beyond the network uh, without being asked and doing it joyfully and just for the sake of the network. Mike, and, and, and there's always a standing ovation you know, when those awards are given out. Um, Mike is the only person in the history of our network to win both awards, mm. which is just so Mike. And yeah. so we're just so grateful uh, for him. For those of you who don't know Mike, and you might be sitting here saying, okay, well, that's great. You're all ref reflecting on this individual. We, we just still want you to be thinking through what does it look like? Who, who is a pastor you know who has persevered or a pastor you know who just serves, who has such a big heart? Whoever just came to mind, shoot him a text, shoot hmm. him an email, pick up the phone and call them and just say, hey, I just thought about you, inspired by you, grateful for you in the way in which you love, even through a hard time. That'd mean a lot to them, whoever they are that came to your mind. Do that. Do that today. You can do it right now, even as you're listening to this podcast. Doug, what, what are some rhythms this summer that you're trying to cultivate? Again, we talk about the the, the now reality, the next reality, and the new reality. The, mm. the now reality, what, what do I need to get through today? Like the next 24 hours, like for me to be healthy or what needs to happen? The next or a couple of weeks or a couple of months, maybe even the summer. And then the new reality is kind of the long-term effects. So what are you doing in terms of the the now reality day to day and also the next reality, like during this summer, what are those yeah. healthy rhythms you're cultivating to make sure you're not burning out? 
Yeah. Well, uh, one that's actually been super helpful for me is I've just started, I've started a, an hour on my Wednesday. That's theology hour. And so I spend an hour on Wednesday, uh, reading theology and whether it's, uh, whether it's Bart or, uh, whether it's Wolf or, you know, whoever, but just trying to find spaces where I'm actually cultivating a deeper sense of, of just my talk and my language with God. Um, so that's been one thing that's been sort of, uh, simple and yet really practical. The other thing too, is I've started Tuesday is just an hour of scripture. And so part of that is I just sit and soak in the waters of, of, of a book for an hour. Um, and for me, I feel like it, it, it's just helping me find that rhythm to say like, yeah, I still read scripture in the morning. I pray and all those things, but just to make special space and time to be soaking in scripture has just been really helpful. Um, so those are two really practical, like just schedule wise things. And, and the other thing is even, uh, and this might sound uh, crazy and, and, um, and if my church is listening, which I know some of our folks are, um, I've taken naps um, throughout this season. Um, and not, not necessarily daily, but when I feel myself super tired, uh, I'll shut the computer down, set an alarm for 45 minutes and take a nap. That has been one of the most helpful things in the now and even into the, into the next month of just giving myself permission to take some naps. Um, mm -hmm. and so that, that, those have been some, some things for that. I think for me, long-term, I just keep thinking I need to rest super well in August so I can face September in a healthy place. Um, and, and part of that, uh, part of that rest for me is, is yeah, just physical rest, uh, figuring out ways where I can continue to cultivate healthy relationships, specifically friendships. And so who am I connecting with on a weekly basis? That's been another thing that's been super important. I think that's going to help me go well. And then just, just finding time and opportunity where I'm, I'm off, I'm off my phone, I'm off my computer, I'm off my screen and I'm out fishing or out in, in, in the wild doing something that's life-giving with my family. Um, so those are some things. How about you, JR? What are, what are some, some, some practices that you're cultivating right now? Some practices that have been very helpful this summer and, um, and we'll, we'll continue on. There are weeks where I just feel like the noise is getting so loud Either it's divisive Facebook stuff, social media stuff, or just even though I love learning and I'm a learner, like just too much stimuli coming in um, that I just find myself becoming anxious and a little bit frenetic. So I've just, some of the practices have been um, on my to don't list rather than on my to do list. And so that includes, um, there, there've been a couple of weeks this summer where I've just said no social media this week mm -hmm. at all. Um, no news. If it's news enough, people will tell me or text me. <laughs> um, no emails after 5 p.m. And no work on Fridays, which I know there are some pastors that say, man, I just wish I'd, I'd love to be able to take, you know, for all Friday off to do that. But for me, I just realized that um, I'm more tired than I realized. And so for me, one of the best things I can do is bring my full and present and rested self to God and to other people. And so for me, that Fridays have included... Um, being a, a, a lot of time out in nature and I love the water, as you know, Doug. So either being in the water or on the water. So we've been canoeing, stand up paddle boarding, kayaking. We've had our feet in the sand, uh, on, at the Jersey shore and, um, 
just making sure we're doing that. My family and I are getting away and going to the, the Poconos this weekend. Um, so it, there's just, there's just a lot of those things that are just really important for me to just cut off some things, um, to be able to just abstain that have been really helpful. The other thing, which, you know, is not me at all is I've been reading fiction and I never read fiction. Um, but I think, I think <laughs> it it's must been helpful. Be a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, you know, Hemingway, the old man yeah. in the sea, and I'm reading the death in the afternoon, his book on bullfighting. Like, it's just, there's mm. just no, there's not any learning for me to be doing, you know, Steinbeck's the pearl. Like it, it's, it's just been good to read something where it keeps my brain a little bit engaged, but it's really just, I'm kind of checking out a little bit. And for those of you who don't know, I love to read, but I, I don't read fiction hardly ever. And so some of you reading snobs would say like, it's not really a reader if you don't read fiction. So, okay. You can, you can email me hate mail if you want That's Send me hate mail. Um, or everyone but, just send him a good fiction book. <laughs> can you imagine if you just got package after package of like all these fiction books? books and you're like, no, <laughs> don't get any ideas. So uh, no, but it's, it's been really good to be able to just enter into this. And I find for whatever reason, when I'm on the water, like sometimes I can just choke up so just mm. being so grateful, like, Oh Lord, thank you. Uh, or I can just find myself just breathing deeply and just going, Oh, everything's going to be okay. It's not going to turn out perfectly, but we can get through this. And it just does something to my soul. And that may not do something for other people, but back to life-giving list, like this is a lot of life-giving list stuff from Steve Cuss, the Steve Cuss interview mm. we did. Um, just hitting a lot of the life-giving stuff as to being in or on the water. So those are some of the rhythms that are really sustaining. And it's making me less ef efficient and less productive in the short term, but making me much more effective and fruitful, right? By this idea of like, you know, even in John 15, when we see like bearing much fruit, but there's also the sense of abiding, right? Like there's no plant that just bears fruit 24 seven, 12 months out of the year, you know, that there's a season there, there's harvest time and there, you know, like there, there's back and forth in these rhythms. And, and that's really important that we, that we have seasons where we quote unquote, aren't as productive uh, but we're abiding and, uh, and in that. So there are little rhythms too. I mean, Doug, you were mentioning not just like big, big investment times, but what does it look like for those small investments of just taking time to be away? You mentioned naps, but even just like, yeah, reading, uh, theology. Um, so mm -hmm. it can be big. It can mm -hmm. also be small as well. Yes. Yeah. And I think it, it, uh, my spiritual director said uh, back when this thing first started, he said, listen, you are going to need to plan things that you can look forward to uh, small things that you can look forward to on a weekly basis or an every other week basis, because there's such a disruption to what should happen. And for me, uh, the, you know, a part, one of the biggest griefs, like part of recognizing grief in my life is the, the pushback of my sabbatical for another year. Yeah. Um, and so in some ways it's been, it's, it has been really difficult and, and I've grieved that, but it's also been a kind of an interesting way for us as a family to say, okay, well, that's not there, but how do we still recharge throughout the summer? And so, it, yeah, for me, I mean, it literally is those little things like this week, uh, Tuesday was, Hey, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
cut out a, an hour early and let's go for a bike ride together. And we had just a great time going for a bike ride. But I found myself waking up Monday morning super excited for Tuesday's bike ride. And so I think that's just a small investment uh, where it, it didn't it was it didn't cost anything. Yeah, it wasn't, you know. It wasn't this, this huge, you know, huge thing. And it, but it was just something that disrupted the normal flow of the week. So I think that's been really good. And, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I think we have to think small and, and we also have to think through, and I love how you brought up Steve Cuss's life giving list. Um, and even realizing, um, like what, one of my, uh, uh, my co-pastor Ben, what I appreciate about what he did is him and his wife are doing like paint by number stuff, which is really cool. And it's something really different, but it, it, it forces them to slow down. Mm. And I think that there's something about this time period where we really do need to slow down. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with how quick things are changing. And I mean, you know, you and I were talking right before this, uh, that, you know, Andy Stanley has now said his church isn't going to meet until 2021. Um, you know, I know there's been some significant news in the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. That you were sharing, um, in terms of not meeting, uh, not having any, uh, uh, gatherings, uh, at all until 2021. And so they're outdoor gatherings, indoor gatherings, but it's just, we've like shut down as a city. And so there's a lot of things that I think are just changing all the time and it's just so rapid. And this gives us, when, when we do slow things, it, I, I think it, it balances that. It helps us to, to create a bit of tension that says, look, not everything has to be fast. Not everything has to be done in haste. There's time and season. But when I'm doing life with God and with others, it's important to slow down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, we've talked about, you and I had a conversation about house churches. And I think just, you know, Philly's the, the first city to make a major decision regarding things, you know, and they said at least through February, 2021. So that's seven months out. Um, and, and obviously we know that houses of worship are exempted. Um, but the change just continues to remind us of this unpredictable season that, that we're in. And, you know, even though we're thinking a lot about reopening and maybe some churches are going to have to backtrack on that. Um, our best guess is that this constantly moving one way of organizing and pivoting again, it, it always increases the chances that people won't stay with us in our churches in the future. And so that's why, you know, you and I really believe in house churches and um, many churches across the country are exploring what is a transition to become a network of house churches or table fellowships while still maintaining some sort of digital, you know, presence with their weekly worship. So this is going to unfold. And so, you know, that may be an episode that you all want to listen to just a couple episodes ago um, to just listen to our conversation about what does it mean to think like a network of house churches? Because with all these changes, we may be as a country backtracking um, in terms of that and, and seeing that. I, I think just, Doug, going back to what you talk about with your spiritual director, one phrase that keeps coming to me in my journal almost every morning the last two weeks is this phrase, we are in this for the long haul. Mm. And I think one of the things that would be crucial for us as pastors to grasp is, again, we're not going to snap back, you know, to the way things were. We're not going to be raring to go by Easter. We're not going to, you know, some of these things that have been said in the past in the news. Like There is no new normal. Right, it's a new reality, and we have to realize that we are in this for the long haul. And that's disappointing, 
But I, I just think that instead of stepping to the starting line thinking that we're running a 5K, we need to be realizing that this is a half marathon, maybe even a marathon. And so if we approach it with a marathon and it's only a 5K, mentally it's much easier than if we think we're running a 5K and we get into it and realize it's actually a marathon. And so if it's here, if we're here for the long haul, then it's very important that we pace ourselves and we don't sprint this marathon. Hmm. But we are in this for the long haul, which is why Doug and I really believe, listeners, that it's so important that you create a constellation of support around you, that you've got intellectual physical, spiritual, relational, emotional, mental support structures around you, big or small, formal or informal, but that you're not doing this alone. You can't make it if you do it alone. And we directly or indirectly are here to help you, whether it's just encouraging you through this podcast or whether it's through coaching or spiritual direction that we offer uh, or whatever it may be. But we just want to be able to encourage you and be a part of that constellation of support if that helps you. But remember, we're in this for the long haul. We're thinking months, not weeks uh, in this. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think too, just with that constellation of support, again, we, JR talked about coaching earlier, but coaching spiritual directors, um, having or counselors, having people that are helping you work through this. And, you know, some of you might even be thinking like, well, you know, I, I don't even know what, what coaching would look like. I mean, check out our website and the first one is, is free. We kind of yeah. get a check in to see how it's going to work. So yeah. even if you've never done it and you want to just try it and see what that could look like. Yeah. Uh, and that's very intentional, the, right? I mean, right, yeah. you would never buy a car without test driving it, right? You know, sommelier brings wine over to your table. You always taste the wine before you buy the bottle, right? I mean, coaching is chemistry. And it's, yes. you, you got to connect well with your coach. And so, yeah, some people say, I think I need coaching. I'm not sure. We say, well, let's, what do you, what are you looking for? What are your needs? And then we try to set them up with one of our coaches within Kairos partnerships and to just say, Hey, we just want you to receive the support and the encouragement that you need. So yeah, reach out to us. We'd love for you to be able to just have a conversation with us to see if that's a good fit. It may be a good fit. It may not be, but we're at least committed to pointing you in the right direction for you to get help whether it's Kairos partnerships or not. Yeah. And then also, uh, I think too, another thing that would just as really helpful in this season is again, uh, you know, JR, the podcast that you just started, uh, the short podcast released twice a week, a resilient leaders podcast. I think it's just a really great opportunity to continue to, to still sharpen that edge, you know, sharpen that tip of your arrow, just to say, we need to continue to grow in our leadership structure, our leadership, uh, style our leadership form and our function. And so I think it's just a good opportunity to continue to check those out. They've been great. I've loved them. It's been super cool to, mm. to just hear you go off on some of these things. I've been really, <laughs> really grateful. Um, but yeah, yeah. But pastors, we love you guys. Um, and you gals, we just, we recognize how difficult this season is because we feel it too. Um, and we just want you to know that you, you're not alone. Uh, you are, and you are seen by God. You're seen by us. You're seen by God. And even if your congregation is, is, is being a little unruly at times because they want certain things and they want this and they want that. We understand the pressure that you go through. We know the, the sleepless nights. We know the tossing and the turning. We know the feeling like you just wish you had an answer, but you know, God is not surprised by this and he's with us. And I think it's just so important to keep that in perspective. So JR, why don't you send us out with a word yeah. of hope? Yeah. As we do that, we just, Doug and I want to encourage you all to be thinking through this. So what do you need to 
to be mm. doing to be rested for the fall. Mm. We've got a month in front of us. Um, you may not be fully rested like you hope, but what can you be doing? What's in your control of what you can do or maybe even stop doing so that you can be rested for the fall? And so Doug and I want to encourage you to look at your schedule for August and to schedule some downtime. These can be just, you know, bike rides like Doug talked about with his family. Uh, it can be, um, you know, some time to, together, just a few minutes here or there. Maybe it's a date night with your spouse or maybe it's a day or two away to just pray and to think and to rest with no agenda, screens away, to just blow the day off in the name of God, just to be with him, to abide. And so we want to really challenge you, Pastor, to remind you, and you know this, we've said this many, many times, but we want to remind you that you are not defined by what you do or what you don't do, but by who you are and more importantly, to whom you belong. May you serve out of your belovedness. And if your tank is empty, if your cup is low, if your gumball machine is almost completely out, would you remember that there's a God who wants to fill you, to fill you up, to fill you up in this season. But what he's inviting us to do is to abide John 15, one through eight, to abide in the vine. And may we believe that verse that says in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. May we be so gripped by that to realize that we must stay connected to the vine to receive those resources and those nutrients from the spirit when we're connected to the vine, that is Jesus. So pastors, we love you. We're grateful for you. Keep leaning into Jesus, keep serving, but also rest. Our bodies have limitations. That's not a curse, that's a blessing. Let's listen to our bodies, let's listen to our souls in this season, and let's rest. And we can do this together, and we look forward to seeing you on the other side back in September. God bless and bless God.